Miller Lite, the official beer partner of your Philadelphia Phillies, is proud to serve as presenting sponsor of WIP's High Hopes Pod. So whether you're listening to the game, catching up on the latest High Hopes Pod, or at the ballpark, remember it tastes like Miller time, Phillies fans. Celebrate responsibly. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the High Hopes Podcast. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo, it is another edition of the High Oaks Podcast, Jack. I know the yo has been sad lately, but as much as I have stated my position, I feel strongly in my position. We are still on September 24th. With the Phillies fighting for a playoff spot, so, you know, that's something, Jack. Are they going on a run? Does the run start now, Jack? One straight? Never doubted September <laughs> Phillies. September <laughs> Phillies have always been great. They've always been great, and they have never collapsed or looked lifeless. It's their month. Yeah. It's their month. Yeah. The Philly, yeah. Some say the Phillies own September. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, honestly, honestly. I have been so I have been running every single morning around the city of Philadelphia um, because honestly, I need to clear my head a little bit. You know, the, the brain was getting a little foggy. I figured as I'm getting older, you know, I need to make sure I'm in good shape. So I'm around for a long time to do this podcast and totally this podcast. Um, so I started I started taking up running and it's early morning. For, wow. Yeah. And I Look hate running. You. I know. I awful. loathe running, but. I'm starting to see things more clear. And in in my time of running around this city and, you know, I'm running by Franklin Field. I'm like, you know, this is Philadelphia. I am Philadelphia. (laughs) You are Philadelphia. And I just can't help but think the run is coming. And (laughs) and it's like that crisp, you know, when I when when I get out at the 645 in the morning. And I'm thinking about how James is still sleeping and not working as hard as I am. Yes, because I'm I'm sure. Let's go with that. Uh, Let's go with that. When James is fast asleep and not working yes. as hard as I am. And yes. I am out running around South Street and down by the, the Schuylkill. Um, <laughs> and it's that crisp October weather. And it's just, this is playoff weather. And for this team... To still be in it, I know it's 60 games. I know there's 18 teams that make, make the playoffs. But they're – damn it, they're still alive. They're still alive. They're still alive. And it's crisp fall air. I can't help but think about what it would be like with rally towels and fans. And I get sad thinking about Citizens Bank Park. And I, I also get sad running around the city thinking this team – this city has a bullpen problem. But, um, yeah. It's uh, it feels like playoff weather outside. The feeling of playoff weather. I also heard some old Phillies cuts today. I was I, I listened to the Rollins walk off off of Broxton. I listened to Rollins triple in 07. That's all I needed. 
That's all I needed to be all the way back in on this team. So, uh, yeah, I mean, yesterday was great. Good start. I mean, <laughs> big big game F came through like he always does. Cy Afflin. Yep. Thank God big, for that guy. Big game F came through per usual. And, um, yeah, yeah, it's it's three games. Me and you, would, like, if it came down to it, we would rather Matt Klintak not be here than make the playoffs. Like, if yes. all things considered, if the, if if having Matt Klintak fired meant no playoffs, we would both rather have Matt Klintak fired. But they are one freaking weekend away from returning to playoff baseball, and that has me excited. And and look, that's very fair. And like I said, in spite of all of it, I can't watch them play and actually feel myself rooting against them. So it's somewhat hollow words in a in a grand sense. Like I'm gonna watch them play the Rays this weekend, and I'm gonna be rooting for them to win, even though I don't want Clentac here and it, whatever it takes to get him gone, I am uh, in support of. But look, I mean, again, like I said, it's September 24th, and the Phillies have a chance at a playoff spot. However absurd this 60 game thing is well it's definitely not a sham right and it i mean it's it's pretty sham like jack shammy uh but and and for real anyone in the world and i was okay with it for this year and so were you but anyone who supports eight playoff teams in each division eight in each league is a moron and just look at this Phillies team. Like, I'm excited that they can make the playoffs, but they are the furthest thing from a playoff baseball team right now or deserving of the playoffs. It's great that they have a chance, but what a, what a sham the eight teams is, Jack. Oh, like, awful. Of all the things this year, I at, at the end of the year, you know, all the stuff we hated, or now you love the runner on second base. I'm all in on the seven-inning doubleheaders. Like, the oh, stuff we see. came in hating, like – I've turned at least to a certain point on. I hate this the most. The eight playoff teams in each league is my least favorite thing from baseball in 2020. Yeah, and it looks like it's not going anywhere, which I know. is horrible. It's honestly like it's genuinely bad for the sport. It it, wa- it, 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 it hurts the integrity of the sport. It really does. And it, it waters down 162, and it, it makes the regular season not matter. And sure, more teams are theoretically going to be in it, but like – the whole beauty of baseball is the journey. It's the 162. And and you're just gonna have more teams at the end just like sitting players for weeks on end because because yep. because they're they're up by so much. Like, do you know that the Dodgers, if the if the winning percentages played out, the Dodgers would be thirty three games better than the Phillies. Like, <laughs> like they would be thirty three games better than the amazing. Phillies. Yeah. That's an amazing nugget. Well done by you. They would be thirty Three games better than the Phillies by wow. their by their pace of play. Like, I, I don't. I, this is. I understand. <laughs> I understand sports is a business, and I, I get that these guys that make money and more playoff teams means more playoff revenue for these owners, and everyone wants to make more money. I hate how much sports sports have come down to just making more money, and there's no longer just rewarding greatness. You know, there's no longer just just you know teams that deserve to be there being there and it's just all like why even have a regular season anymore like why even have a regular season anymore like you just want half the league in, more than half the league in anyway i i i hate i hate it i hate it i hate it with that being said take two or three this weekend and we're in <laughs> and we get to benefit yeah from it. <laughs> and we but get I mean, a- it, just to, to put a bow on it it is 
it is infuriating. You're exactly right. It ruins the whole achievement. Like, making the playoffs doesn't even feel... Again, this Phillies team, a perfect example. Like, does, quote-unquote, making the playoffs... It'd be fun. We want to watch playoff baseball. But it doesn't feel like an achievement, right? Like, in the same way that making it in 08, 07 through 11 did. You know, that felt like a real achievement each year that they got there. This does not... But uh, the the other part, too, that I want to say is why does it have to be eight in each league? We went from five to eight. Can't we try, I don't know, six? Like, why does it have to go all the way to eight? Like, that's crazy town. I'm trying to think, does it does it make it even? Is that was that why? I mean, isn't the NFL doing seven this year? I guess because seven. So give a buy or whatever. Yeah, but 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 buys in baseball are bad for. But six you could do. Then just there's no there's no it's it's six is is perfect. You have three division winners, three wild cards. The wild cards play division winners. Oh, but then you only have three teams after that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, well, three wild cards feels like a lot. Yeah. I mean, so so does eight teams feels like a lot. I mean, this is so stupid. Anyway, let's talk about the weekend because. As so, somehow, come on, baby. Somehow at twenty eight and twenty nine, the Philadelphia Phillies are one of. It's pretty crazy, Jack. Like in terms of, it is you know like the Dodgers and the Braves and the Cubs and the teams that have known they're going to be in for a while for the most part, whether they clinch or not. It's I'm sure far less interesting September for those teams than than a normal year. But for the other six teams separated by a game, Jack, you know, of course the Padres are locked in. There's six teams that are separated by a game and four of them get in and two are out. It is going to be a wild weekend and obviously stuff can happen today. Have you checked the Giants score? I haven't checked the Giants score yet. I know that's happening as we speak right now. But, uh, you know, I mean, like, so the, the Giants, the Marlins, the Reds, the Brewers, the Cardinals, all of them are in it. Now, the crew. Uh, Cardinals and Brewers play each other, which is huge, but I want to get to some of like the, the things to watch with that stuff this weekend with the other teams and some of the tiebreaker scenarios. Well, and but, San, just... but San Fran is down 4-3 in the seventh. So. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, maybe we'll get some live reactions on that one. Go Rockies. We're all Rockies fans right now. Um, but, see, that's what I'm saying. In the moment, I just can't help I it. Know. But, I know. I know. You're, you're trying I, to put on this facade. I, I got hate you. it. I hate it. All right. Um, the Rays. I've heard a lot of people say, oh, the Rays have nothing to play for. You hmm. know who else didn't have anything to play for? The freaking Washington Nationals who just took three or four from, from the Phillies. Do you put any stock in the whole the Rays don't have anything to play for thing? Uh, no, because I've seen the Rays' depth, and it's still really freaking good. I mean, they're starting Charlie right. Morton on Friday, you know? <laughs> like, they still they still have an elite bullpen, and, and the Rays are smart. The 98ers? Yeah. The, the Rays are... The Rays are smart enough to know that you can't just sit guys heading into like they they if, if they just if they just completely sit their bullpen or all their hitters for an entire weekend they're not gonna be able to play until next Thursday is that when the AL playoffs start a Wednesday or Thursday yeah I believe you're right like they're not that would be dumb to sit those guys for that long like you got you got to keep guys sharp so. No, I mean the the Rays even at eighty percent are still <laughs> probably comparable to the Phillies. I mean they're the most wins they the most wins in baseball this year, or the, the, the Dodgers do. One uh, the, I think they're tied actually. I think they both have thirty seven, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and what are the payrolls? Yeah, it's a great yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> and, th- and that's why the official official the most official position of the yeah. Hives podcast is give Eric Neander a blank check and get his ass yes. up here. That is I mean, our number one position. Yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. That's that. There's nothing. Like I honestly, I've been thinking a lot about Eric Neander and what I would do if he got here. And like I'm gonna shriek down Broad Street. I, there's, there's, 
Like, there is for for as excited as we all were for the World Series in two thousand eight. This might be more. Like this might. I would I would look at whatever the Dodgers gave Andrew Friedman and I double it. Whatever I'd give it him fifty million dollars. I'd be like, hey, here's fifty million dollars right now. Come here. Let's go. Like whatever it takes. Like what? I, it's nothing to John Middleton, and there's no salary cap. There's no luxury tax to be scared of. Like this is the ultimate no-brainer. Blank, check. The official yeah. position of the High Hopes podcast. Blank check. Blank check. All right. This weekend though. Yes. What is it like? All right. So I think the biggest issue with the Phillies right now, at least, is a, a team outside of the bullpen. Which, if we're going to be excited about this weekend, we can't talk about the bullpen. It is well, what it is. We all we all know. We well, all know the the deal. Other than, of course, that Connor Brogdon is, yes. as you said, the new Ryan Madsen. Madsen 2.0. I mean, um, Madsen. Now, now, now. I don't want to draw this comparison because we're putting a lot of pressure on the on the young kid. But I mean, Mad Dog was throwing 98 in the World Series down in Tampa Bay. Oh, buddy! With a with a hammer changeup. Oh my god! Wow, Connor Brogdon, next <laughs> wow. Ryan Madsen. Yeah. Look, the the my question to you is yes. is outside the bullpen, it's the injuries. Like Hoskins, oh. not going to be back. Not a surprise, but but a massive loss in that lineup. You know, H- uh, Howard and Arietta means we're seeing Vince Velasquez pitching game one tomorrow against the Rays. Not bad. Do you think this team can? <laughs> do you think they can overcome these injuries? Uh, I mean, for a weekend, yeah. I mean, if, if this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. It's baseball. I mean, if, if it's 162, yeah, it's it's a disaster. Um, I mean, honestly, I'd rather have Velasquez out there than Arietta right now. So I would too, actually. The I mean, last couple starts, Vinny's been all right. Yeah, we're going to bully Vince Velasquez into having a good start, being like, ah, Vince is going to lose to Charlie Morton. I think we should just, I think everyone who listens to this podcast and watches the Phillies every single night should just tell themselves and everyone they know we're losing the game Friday. Just, just I mean, we're losing the game. 100% losing the game. There's no way the We're Phillies losing. win. There's... It's Charlie Morton versus Vince Velasquez. The Phillies don't win that matchup 10 times out of 10. I mean, no. it would be nice if Charlie— Well, Char- the fun, the way, you know the way they're going to lose it. Vinny's going to show up, and it's going to be like 2-1 Phillies through 7, and then, you know, you know. You does, know. Does, that, does that usually not end well for the Phillies? <laughs> you, know, you know they haven't won one game this year where they scored two runs or less? Yeah, I did know that. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, their record with three or less or whatever it is is like also bad. unbelievable over the last two years. It's unbelievable. Um, like, yeah, it is. I I would appreciate if Charlie Morton could uh, make up for tearing his hamstring and uh, ruining our rebuild by giving yes, by or, giving or, us one or or not signing with us when he clearly should have instead of signing with the freaking Rays for two years, three million. What a deal! Are you serious? We would have given that to you. Probably. Maybe. I would. If I were in charge, I would have given it to you. We talked about it on this podcast. We said, sign Charlie Morton. Go get that dude from here. Kind of. Go get kinda. him. Well, wife's from here. Wanted him to come back. Yeah. yeah. That felt like the lockiest it's of all. That, that was how Wheeler happened. It's like that. That It is kind of funny that it was the wrong, right idea, wrong guy. Well, with Morton? Well, I mean, with his wife from the area. Oh, wanting to come right, back. right, 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 right. I see what you're saying now. But Charlie Morton tearing his hamstring off the bone when he was clearly about to break yeah. out, and Klentak saw that. Never doubted Klentak. Um, <laughs> oh God! Um, if he could now just that was so if if he could just if he could just give us one, like they they paid you they paid you I don't know wasn't it like nine million for for three starts? I mean, it, well that's what yeah it ended up being yeah just just give that money right back give us one start. I mean Charlie you're a great Philly. Um, just just give us the just give us one on Friday night. I know, but how many runs does he have to give us for it to feel safe? A lot. I mean, to 12, were you safe at 12-1 last night? <laughs> it turned out. 
<laughs> Turned out 13 to nothing didn't feel so safe that time. No, they're fine. Somehow. They're fine. I, the, the bullpen's fine when they have a 10 run lead. <laughs> You're right. The evidence says they are. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, why don't you look up the stats on that one, nerd? <laughs> well, the ERA is still horrible, well, but in terms of not losing the game, pretty good. Hey, what what matters? A win or a loss? <laughs> It's true. Held the lead. Yeah, just like Pavetta did against the uh, Mets or whatever the game was. Is there anything less surprising than five innings, eight strikeouts, one earned for Pavetta? Never a doubt. Never a doubt. Never a doubt. Things ever happened. I hope every. I hope. And Heath Embry. Literally, Jack. I'm not kidding. In terms, like Brandon Workman and Heath Embry are the worst midseason combo that has ever been traded to Philadelphia. Like it's unbelievable how bad both those guys have been. It's hard to fathom. That both those guys could be as bad as they've been when you traded Pavetta and and Siebel for him. It's unbelievable. Um, yeah, I, I thought I could never hate a reliever more than I hated Jack Qualls. Yeah. And these guys are right up there. I I oh, yeah, I would put it ahead. No, I hate I both of them so much. Yeah, I mean, no, the, the only good thing Heath Henry's done is going on the IL. That's yeah. it. And I'm surprised it wasn't with a strained neck. Um <laughs> That's I, a good one. That's I, a good one. <laughs> I can't wait until there's fans back in the ballpark. And, oh, and it would have been so much booing this year. Oh, right, right, right. Great. Right. But what I can't wait for is when there's fans back in the ballpark and Heath Hembury and Brandon Workman show up on whatever team they're on next year and I get to be in left field and just ruin their day during batting practice or in the bullpen. I get kicked out of the bullpen once a year. I give myself once a year where I get kicked out of the bullpen area. It will be used on Brandon Workman or Heath Hembury. Like, I... That is my only goal of next season. The Phillies can make the playoffs. Great. My goal is to get kicked out of the bullpen for just destroying Brandon Workman and Heath Embry. Jack, Jack, you're making a gigantic leap assuming that either of these will be major league pitchers next year. I mean, well, Heath Embry has one more year in his deal. So uh, I know he does. I'll, I know he does. Yeah, he sure does. Don't forget that. When you're, when <laughs> how you're, could, when how you're, could I ever? When you're putting your head down on your pillow tonight, just remember you have one more year of Heath Embry. Oh, pay him to go away, Jack. Nope. Pay him to go away. Nope. 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 <laughs> oh, my God. It is unbelievable. It is. Honestly, Clintac should be fired just for that trade alone. Yeah. Well, I mean, everyone saw what Pavetta did. I hope I hope everyone feels bad for the all the tweets that have been at me. I get tweeted about Nick Pavetta <laughs> I'm once sure, a day. I'm sure everyone feels terrible, Jack. Yeah, they should. Because if anyone saw what he did. Now, he was actually... He looked. I watched the whole start, obviously. Um, no, get out of here. Yeah, I watched the whole thing. He looked pretty good. His fastball was like ninety three, which I thought was weird. That's um, weird. Uh, but it was like it was jumping on hitters, and I think he added a little mechanical tweak. Slider looked way better. Um, curveball, whatever, looked good, and then change up. But yeah, I mean, it's something to build off of. Not like the Phillies shut down the Orioles. No, they didn't, Jack. No, they didn't. Yeah, Lost correct. all three, if I remember correctly. <laughs> was one of them on a pop-up that that they couldn't <laughs> they catch, couldn't catch remember, on the pitching mound? How am I supposed to remember such things? <sighs> so many of those losses. I mean, we haven't talked since the National Series, but like that Workman loss in the – I mean, it was so predictable, yeah. but like to lose the second game of the doubleheader that day, that way was just like – the biggest fu on the 2020 season. It was like, ha ha. To a guy who who had not hit a homer before, like in the, in the guy who's a career minor leaguer. Well, like this guy's like 30 years old or whatever he is. 
Yeah, well, and the good thing is the game wasn't started by a 32-year-old career minor leaguer either. Like, like again, like, I legitimately, and you and I, we talk about a lot of guys. We watch a lot of guys. We watch the MLB package. We play in deep fantasy leagues. I know, know a lot of players. Yadiel Hernandez, no idea who he is. I've never heard his name. I've never seen his name. I've never heard of that guy before in my life until he had a freaking walk-off homer against us. Yeah. Or the or the guy who started. That is his name, right? Yadiel Hernandez. I think so. I think so. <laughs> I think it is. I know Yadiel's right. I think it was Hernandez. Yeah, I just, I honestly, I turned, I just turned the TV off. Like I saw it going out, and I was like, oh, I'm just done. I'm not, I'm not watching this anymore. Um, yeah, and like the the guy who started the game for them, no, I no idea who that was. And like Andrew, like the Voth guy, he sucks. Uh, Anibal Sanchez sucks, and they made him look oh, yeah, like they both had ERAs over seven. I, I, seven. I, I, I know. I know. I know. But. Well, they they won last night. Now game the, the thing about game the like game one was so frustrating of that. Of well, they didn't show head. up. I mean, it was like the most lifeless effort we've seen from them for in a game that was like must win series. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. Sorry, right. it's all right. Yeah. They're still alive. They're still alive. It's not like those games cost them the tiebreaker with the Reds or anything. Oh wait, they did. Never mind. Sorry, just forgot. No biggie. All the, all you have to do is. Probably take two or three this weekend. Yeah. So, all right, let's talk about some of these teams that they're that they're going up against here quickly. Um, Johnny Heller had a good piece on uh, Phillies Nation uh, with all the tiebreaker scenarios. Um, the Reds and the Marlins both on the tiebreaker over the Phillies no matter what. We know that uh, no matter how this weekend plays out. Obviously, the Marlins head-to-head record will beat them in the division, so the Phillies are really like a game behind them instead of a half game. Um the Phillies own the tiebreaker of the Giants no matter what happens. The car and this is interesting. The Cardinals have to win two of five against the Brewers to gain the tiebreaker over the Phillies, and the Brewers have to take four of five to win it over the Cardinals. So it looks like most likely the Phillies will have the tiebreaker on three on two teams and one. It most likely the Cardinals, Reds, and Marlins will own the tiebreaker over the Phillies, but the Phillies will have the tiebreaker over the Giants and Brewers. Does that make you feel better? Worse? Where you at? Honestly, like I, I just, I'm, I'm a big baseball fan. I never can pay attention to that stuff. Like I well, just, this stuff doesn't matter. They usually play game one sixty three. That's the problem. Right there now, is no that's why it's weird. All this stuff is weird because, like, I, I didn't even think about it until we got close. And I'm like, oh my god, they're not going to play an extra game. Like, how does this all play out? And it does matter. Like this. Like this is gonna this the Phillies could lose the playoffs on a tiebreaker. Like that's how close this whole thing is. Ah, feels about right. I just I, I'm Jack Jack. What that that feels right. The Phillies missing the playoffs on a tiebreaker feels so right. You're right. Go ahead. Just more pain. Just add as much pain. It's to like this. the perfect end of the yeah, season. It of course is it the, is. It is the perfect way for this season to end. Honestly, like I'm just so focused on making up the half game against the Marlins. Like, that's where my head's at. You know, the, the, the Marlins, like, because for, for me, can you just show me this weekend that you, you can kind of step your game up a little bit? What was, For me, what was so frustrating about the freaking National Series, the first three games, was like they just looked like they didn't want to be there. And I know that's what happens when you lose games and it always looks like you look lifeless, but they really look dead. And and especially when you have something to play for and your right. opponent doesn't. Right. And I, that's why like I just want them to they might miss the playoffs. They might miss the playoffs. But show me that you that they have show me they have the right guys. That's what I want to know. Like, do you have the right guys here? Because it's 
really been three straight Septembers of lackluster baseball. I mean, you had the two massive collapses. I mean, the Colorado series in 2018 was still the worst series of all time. Uh, the National Series last year, where they lost five five straight, was equally oh, as bad. Oh, that was bad. The first three games of this series against the Nationals was very frustrating. They came back last night, got a big win, which is great. They might miss the playoffs. They, they messing up those first three games in the Nationals might cost them the playoff run. I just want to see them look like they, they give a crap, and I want to see guys step up. I want to see who I can trust going forward because they changed managers. Gabe, was, Gabe clear, clearly was not the, the huge problem in September last year. Nope. It, it might be the guys. It might be the guys on this team. They, don't, they might not know how to win. They might not know how to win. So I want to see I want to see them be able to come out with some fire and, and just look like they give a crap because that's what was the most frustrating of the first three games against the Nationals was it was like, do you guys even want to make the playoffs or are we just going through the motions to, to end out a season here? Like if you just play decently well, you make the playoffs. So, yeah, I, I'm focused on half game behind the Marlins. If the Marlins lose tonight, they're going to be dead even heading into this weekend. The, the Marlins have the Yankees. We have the Rays. The Yankees have something to play for. The Philly, the Rays technically do not, but we know that. Well, the Yankees kind of have something to play for. Just the team they would face. Like, they're they're not winning the division, no matter what. And they're already a playoff team. Right. But they have more to play for than the Rays. Is, Agree. I guess. Agree. I guess my point. Well, I mean, I mean, it depends on how important batting in the bottom of the inning is in, in, in the second and third round of the playoffs, right, for the Rays? Yeah. Like yeah. whether if they if they think that that's a legitimate uh uh market uh, you know a statistical advantage that they can gain from being the quote unquote home team in a neutral site, then they might have more interest. But they're the only team in baseball we even consider looking into the numbers on such things. Well, I mean, which, they, they which are, the... are skewed anyway because they're at home anyway. There aren't enough neutral site games to really get a real feel for. The Rays are so cool. I still it was like a month ago they played an all lefty lineup for the first time in baseball history. That's so cool, man. Imagine having that much depth. Them. Imagine having that God. much depth. Well, that's the thing. I mean, dude, they lost like what? Like, I think they had like nine or ten pitchers on the IL at one point, bullpen guys, and their bullpen just keeps chugging along and being awesome. I mean, they just cycle guys up. Wander Franco hasn't even seen the field this year. And, you know, young and all that, not expecting him to. But, I mean, they have the best prospect in baseball just hanging out, ready to go at some point. I mean, it's – they are amazing. They are the model organization as far as – and they haven't even won a World Series, obviously, but just in terms of – of how to go about your your organizational practices in terms of drafting, developing, scouting, what you pay people, what all this type of stuff. I mean, they're just they're the top of the class, you know. Blank check. Yes, blank check. Blank, blank check. Blank. All right. Check. All right. So unfortunately, the only of these teams that are facing each other are the Cardinals and Brewers. That makes it a little more. You know, kind of pick one and root for them. I would say. You know, well, kind of the the, the Brewers the Brewers have Corbin Burns tonight, so I might have to chalk that one up as a win. For the Brewers, you mean? Yes. Yeah. I mean, have he's you, nasty. Have you seen Corbin Burns? Yeah, he's nasty. Again, either way, the point is one of those two yes. teams is definitely making it. Yeah. So you know, root against the other. I would say just pick one. Um, but uh, outside of that, I, I, the problem with the Marlins obviously is that. Regardless of what happens tonight, you want them to lose. Obviously, you're tied with them, but you're not really tied with them. They still are. You still have to beat. You have to beat the Marlins by a game. That is frustrating. You know that mm. means that you've got to you got to play a little better. One out of three ain't gonna get it done in terms of getting that spot for sure. Like no way. So I know we say it a lot, James. We say it a lot, but this time this time we really mean it. Two or three. 
this. <laughs> like, for the well, mo- that's the thing. Honestly, they'll make the playoffs if they win two or three. I legitimately believe that. Like, I think that there are enough variables with these other teams, especially with look, the Giants are still down right now in the seventh. Um, with the the Marlins facing the Yankees, I think there's enough variables in there where if they win two or three, they'll get in. They still might not. That's the craziest thing is they could still not get in if they win two or three. But I think if they win two or three, they're in. All right. I will trust your uh, your math on that one. All I do is, well, look, I do is I mean, sit there and watch. Again, they might not. They're not a playoff team right now as we're speaking, but yeah, they're a half game back, you know. and I think two or three will get there. I think they're enough. Again, it's it's six teams for four spots, you know? Yep. Yep. Showtime. 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 Well, to your point, though, I agree with what you said. I think in, in, ultimately, whether or not they make the playoffs or whatever, like those first three games of the National Series, like – was the low point of the season for me. Yeah. And that and you could hear it. You could hear it going into it the whole time. Like when you and I talked, like that's when I really was strongly saying I don't I, I'm out on them. I don't want to make but I was like like after already saying that it, it hammered it home for me because it just like in the in the biggest series of the season, no question, they didn't show up. They didn't look like they had any life at all, any fight until the the end of that second game, obviously, and they fought back in that one and then that they lost, but it carried over to the next day, and they fought. I want to see them fight, man. I want to see them come out, and I want them to be like, all right, there are three games between us and the playoffs. Let's play like it. you know. And if you get beat, you get beat, but don't get beat because you don't show up. Like That's what I need to see. I'm so with you on that, Jack. Yeah, and honestly, the the, the first couple of games of the National Series, I was just it was the most disappointed I had been in, in Joe Girardi, and it had nothing to do with the moves. It had nothing to do with any of that stuff. It's like this is what they paid you here. To do this is why Gabe Kapler is not here. They they paid you to get this team ready to win these games, and I know they're banged up, and I and I, I understand that. But the Nationals suck. Like the Nationals the suck. The Nationals suck again. Austin Voth and Animal Sanchez. There's no excuse for that. Like whatever you want to say about you know Aaron Nola needed to show up and he didn't. And granted, his defense did yeah. not help him. Not at like all. let's be real, it was a horrendous. And Jay Bruce is just not a first baseman, <laughs> very clearly. Yeah. Um, but. But to, to, uh, for this offense, which, again, no Hoskins, I get it, and they're banged up, and Harper's battling the back and all that stuff. But, like, to not show up against those two guys who came in, who are two guys who came in with over 70 RAs, and also are two guys you know. You've seen these guys. This isn't like, oh, he's got a weird delivery. I've never seen him before. It was just funky, and I couldn't hit him, like, or it was a weird day or whatever. You know what these guys do. Like, you can't – like, that is lifelessness. That is not grinding at bats. That is not – coming in with a plan and approach all that type of stuff like I, i'm it was very disappointing yeah it, it was it was I mean, it was awful it was straight up just awful um and yeah it was nice that that uh willis reed harper came through last night <laughs> <laughs> just in time just in time that is, backs, that is awesome backs well done backs fine when he's hitting two dingers in a game um <laughs> oh, buddy i love that you're turning on bryce no. has been my Favorite plot of 2020. It's not that pulling himself from the game after striking out the bases loaded did not sit well with me. It just did oh, not. We know. Did heard not. It. Did not sit well with me at all. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's nice that he showed up last night. I would have liked him to show up the two games before that, but I guess the back was acting up. But the back was fine last night. So, it's good to see. It's good to see. Um, and I really, I mean, all jokes aside, like need him this weekend. Like this is a in th- the biggest of ways. This is a JT and Bryce. 
it's Showtime series. I mean, and even more Bryce. I mean, I think JT is. I mean, JT's legit banged up. It seems with that. And hip. like, dude, you can see it when he hustled that out. Yeah, you know. And let's just... let's talk about that for a second. This they're gonna legitimately let this guy hit free agency when he is three games away from free agency. Uh, it's hurt. He's hurt. He still wants to come play for this team and help them make the playoffs. A team that took him to arbitration, a team that did not want to pay him after the pandemic. Like they're gonna let that dude walk. That's the guy they're gonna let walk. They're they're letting that dude hit free agency. A guy who actually gives a crap. And and yeah. and they're like, he is three days away from getting a well once free agency starts, but three games away from getting a huge payday. Like. A huge payday, and he, the he could only if he gets hurt again, like it's only jeopardizing the the future of yeah, that contract. Yeah, it's certainly not hurting, helping his chances right. to get more money. Yeah, right, right. This this guy doesn't even, he doesn't have to play right now. Like legitimately, he could say I'm hurt. I don't want to play for the rest of the season. I would say most people would in the situation with how the team has played, whatever. I would say more players than not at least would. Jack, I think it's a great point. And it's a great like what a gamer. What a what a. I mean, that's the kind of guy you want want to be in your foxhole. It's the kind of guy we were just talking about. Like you, you want those guys to be on your team in important games. Well, and like, and imagine what his teammates are saying. Like, dude, JT's getting out there. We see what he's going through. We see the treatment he's getting, and he's going out there. What's my excuse? Like, what's my excuse? You know, like it's it's and and they've subjected him to catching this bullpen. So you, you factor all that in, and it's like that's the guy that you're not that you're just gonna let go, and it's gonna be fine. That's the guy. That's the guy. We're just gonna we're just gonna let him hit free agency. We're not gonna try to lock him up. You know, well, obviously they they tried to lock him up, but once the pandemic hit and they lost a hundred million dollars, all of a sudden we can't pay our players. Like well, whatever. Fraud Middleton for that one. Whatever. And and Clintac too. Both they both deserve. But fraud Middleton to to not. And did you see the Jason Stark stat that he put out today or whatever that that in the history of baseball. Since free, obviously free agency began, uh, no player in the has been taken to arbitration in yeah. the last year of his deal, lost arbitration, and stayed with that team. So yeah. that is you're fighting history here with that. Yeah, and arbitration but it, creates animosity and all that type of stuff. It does. I don't care what anyone says. The whole point is you're going in there and you're saying why that guy's not worth the money that he thinks he's worth. Regardless, regardless of that, like uh, to your point, Jack, like. The fact that they're in this position, the fact that not wanting to go over the luxury tax or being so deathly scared of going into the luxury tax is one of the biggest reasons that they're in this position. I mean, it's an absolute embarrassment for John Middleton. He should be embarrassed. I hope that the fan base is all embarrassed with for him and in him because Mr. Big Boy Pants, Mr. Steinbrenner of the South. Stupid I mean, it's money. Such a fraud, man. It is such a fraud. Uh, going back to the arbitration thing for a second, I got two things. One, I, I feel like I did. I know the stat. I know no players every side. I just feel like this is a different circumstance. Like I don't know. Like, I agree. I'm not. I'm not saying that stat is a way. I again. I still, even with all this, think if I had to bet money, I would bet on him still being a Philly next season. Like yeah. I do think that, but I don't. I do think that stat says something in the sense that I don't think that everyone understands just how ugly arbitration hearings are. <laughs> Like that, like, and me and JT, I think the biggest part is that JT doesn't seem like the type of person who would take that that way. Like he seems like someone who is a, 
you know, a solid guy who understands the process and was trying to do what he could for other catchers in the future and other players in the future. But like the whole point of arbitration is the Phillies are going in there and saying, this guy isn't nearly as good as he's telling you he is like, and here's why he doesn't do this. Look at his numbers. It's it's an ugly thing is my point. And the second thing I was going to do, and you kind of just teed me up for it. I feel like I, you missed a James Seltzer staple, which is, this is a human being. He's a human <laughs> being. That's one of my staples. He's a human being. It's my thing. I mean, uh, it is. I know. You know that. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and it's true. And that in those situations, as much as any, like again, if I, if 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 we had to go to arbitration because Hyopes Pod made money. Uh, if you're out there, sponsors, we're yeah. down. If if you want, if you want us to make some money, because we're sliding cool. our DMs. Very, hey, we're here, baby. We're here. If you want to be, here. yeah, very available. <laughs> very open and available. We are all in yeah. for that. Yeah. But, but let's say in a in an imag- imaginary world, obviously, Hopefully where not we actually someday. did make money off of this podcast. Yeah. Like, and we had to go, and there was some sort of issue where where we had to decide who was worth more, and we had to go to court, and I had to fight you and and go to a judge and say, I'm worth more than he is, and it's a little different because we're not talking about, we're talking about one versus the other, well, but and you'd obviously you want to be like, that. Jack's not worth as much as I am because of this, 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 Jack sucks at this, and Jack does this, like, it's, it's you would not be psyched with me. Yeah, like, well, it's not like you... you'd look at me and be like, oh, I want to spend the next seven years of my life with that guy, you know? Yeah, why don't you tell me how you really feel? I feel like, I feel like, you, <laughs> I feel like you have some things that you've been wanting to get off your chest. I mean, is there anything, anything you need to air out right now? No, I'm good, buddy. I mean, obviously, obviously I'd win that arbitration case, but (laughs) (laughs) do you, wait, hold on, hold on. How, how, how long into the arbitration case would you bring up breakout Pavetta? Like, would you, was it, oh, my guy would be my lead argument. It would be like, did you, did you see? Look at this guy. We're talking about credibility, right? I mean, isn't this what this is about? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And you would have said he almost tanked the podcast, and then I would have said uh, it was me. Who People per- think we're a joke because of this. I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Although, I mean, then my counter would be, do you enjoy watching? I brought Bryce Harper to Philadelphia. Well, shocking. I knew what you were going to say. Me personally. Myself. I, knew you were, I knew exactly where you are going. You yeah. didn't even need to tell me. Yeah. I, I would win the arbitration because I would know exactly where you're going with everything. I'd be ready to dodge and volley it. Well, I would have a lawyer. <laughs> I would too. My brother's a lawyer. There really? you go. I didn't know. I didn't know he's a lawyer. Oh yeah, Peter Seltzer, my guy. What kind of great? What, what kind of lawyer is he? Uh, I so I always screw this up. I always say he's a labor lawyer, but he's not. He's an employment lawyer. I always say Aren't he's a labor lawyer, and he's like a labor lawyer is for unions. That's not what I do. I'm an employment lawyer. So there you go. I only met Pete once. I don't see the lawyer in him. Like he seems, yeah. he's a little guy. Like you know, I don't. <laughs> What does that have to do with being a lawyer? I, I just want to trust him in the courtroom, you know. Okay. He he's a pretty he damn good lawyer. I don't know if he. I don't know if he command the courtroom like I need. Uh, he Let's would. Put it this way, Jack, he's making a hell of a lot more money than you and I are. I'll yeah, tell well, you that well, did you just hear that pitch that we had to the potential <laughs> advertisers? No, I mean, who wouldn't want to advertise with us yeah, after that? Especially when we already are making arbitration cases. <laughs> I know we're already ready to go at each other's throats. Yeah. Come sponsor us. Yep. Yep. We, everything's fine on this podcast. <laughs> Oh man, I don't even know what we got there. Oh, arbitration. Yes, it's ugly. That's my point. Yes, and they're human beings. And they're human beings. That's good. All right, you got anything else? I'm, 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 I'm growing tired of you, Jack. Oh, what are you gonna do? Take me to arbitration? 
I might. I might. Uh, it's heading into the if, bottom. If, of... if, if you are my daughter and arbitration is her bed, then yes, that's what I will be doing next. Okay. Uh, let's speak into existence. Uh, the, the Rockies are up 4-3 still going, going to the bottom of the eighth. Okay. Bottom of the eighth. Um, and just remember, no way Velasquez wins tomorrow night. There's no way the Phillies are beating That's some Charlie bad Martin. news, Jack. What? They're not winning anymore. Oh, they tied it up. 4-4. Four, four. Oh, that's because Gabe knows how to win tight games. In Gabe's good, man. Pulling all the right moves. Brandon Belt, game-tying home run. Brandon Belt all of a sudden's good. How uh, is Brandon Belt still a giant and still just chugging along? Was Brandon, anyway. was Brandon Belt on the 2010 team? No, I think he was on the twenty. He was definitely on the twenty fourteen one. I don't think. I don't think he was before then. Yeah, he was on one of those World Series. I know. I know he's definitely on twenty fourteen. But I feel like yeah. Bell, I feel like Brandon Belt's been there for a decade. Well, he probably has been there for a decade. Um, but <laughs> but yeah. So that game's tied up. And and here's the thing with Gabe. And I don't want to turn into a Gabe thing, but um, like the the real differences between Girardi, Gabe, and whatever is that. The Giants have a real general manager. I mean, Farhan is. Yep. Like this, like this, for there's going to be people that are like, oh, Gabe, Gabe, Gabe. Like managers don't matter. Like they just don't matter that much. It, it Farhan is uh, obviously already proven to be a wizard. Like the thing that's the thing that the, I guess the main reason why Eric Neander is so important and blank check and, and all that is like, is like, look at the Giants. Like that roster sucks, man. Like they are not a good. They are not a nope, good baseball team. They're not. But they got the most out of those guys because Farhan just knows what he's looking at and he knows what he's looking for and he knows how to get the he knows how his coaching staff can get the most out of those guys. And the guy here is just awful at it. He is just awful at it. Look at I mean Farhan's a difference maker. Andrew Freeman's a difference maker. The whole Indians front office is a difference maker. The Rays, Yankees, like those are difference making front offices. And I want that here. It's the it is the only thing that matters. The only thing that matters is getting a real GM that knows what he's doing. And it, again, Eric Neander is is the blank check guy. He's the only guy in baseball that you give a blank check to. You're the big market. Like he 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 has the best record in baseball or tied for the best record in baseball with a payroll that's like sixty million dollars. Your payroll. It's pay- last. It's last. It's last. It's the last. Pay- it's the lowest payroll every year. Every year. And every year they're good. Every year they're good. So, and honestly, he might be better than Andrew Freeman. Like the Rays were not the Rays. Like the Rays were not the Rays. I, I actually think he is better than Andrew Friedman. I agree with you. Now, the 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 big question is how good was Chaim with him? And we love Chaim. I think Neander look look what he's doing again this year and all that and some of the moves he's made. Um, but you know, I think the bigger. I think he's better personally. Yeah. Well, and if it's not Neander, like the, there's another guy right below him that's been there for a while. So you know, maybe you take a take the next Hyam before he turns into what Hyam turned into. So um, it's just it's just so important. It's just it's it's so important that McLenzak is not the GM of this it's team. Everything. Yeah, it's, it's everything. It's everything. It's the most important thing. Yeah, for for like Harper is great. You know, Girardi's great. JT great. Like get a get a real real GM in here and and let's go win some championships. Go 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 give. Eric Neander a blank check and let's go let's go really win let's go really win some ball games so win for for a sustained period of time yes 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 who do you trust more in a playoff game Zach Eflin or Aaron Nola <laughs> still Nola but 
I mean, it's, look, it's, who do I trust to start this particular upcoming playoff? I mean, Eflin's pitching better right now. Eflin looks awesome. Eflin's great. Eflin is and it's it, legit. And his stuff has taken an uptick. I mean, uh, obviously everyone's talking about the curveball, but I haven't seen a two seamer dance like that from him. I mean, it was ninety five and it was dancing. So and he's it, got seventy strikeouts in fifty six innings and only fourteen walks. Like that's that's high level stuff. I'm shocked they were able to get that out of him. Like, that's really impressive. That's something a smart organization would do. Yeah. Well, Brian Price is smart. Yeah. Brian Price is smart. Yeah. I I wish that we were getting a little bit more from Brian Price, but um, it does seem like he's got another level of Zach Eflin. We've seen another level of Aaron Nolan, Zach Wheeler. So I guess at that, and he has no talent in the bullpen. So I guess the dog poop in the bullpen. Yeah. So I guess getting the most out of those three. Um, is a is a good sign that Brian Price knows what he's doing. Uh, I think I think if he spent more time with Spencer Howard before the injury, you would have seen Spencer pitching a lot better right now. Arietta is a totally lost totally agree with you. And I mean, and look at Vinny. I mean, Vinny's had a couple good starts here in a row. So you know, you never know. But there's no again, there's no way Vince Velasquez wins tomorrow night against Charlie Morton. Just no, just no way. No. Speaking it's just not happening. Speaking of good coaching, our guy Jason Ochart. In the How about you mean national phenomenon superstar Jason Ochoa? Is that you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. And what podcast was the only podcast that was really excited about the Jason Ochoa signing? What other what other podcasts had ever heard of Jason Ochoa? Yeah, that's a good point. That's Thank a you. good point. That's a good point. But and I just I, I I fundamentally believe that like you know there's a lot of people that are like wow you know uh you know Alec Bohm is just Alec Bohm like he's just a number 3 overall pick he was always going to be really good all that stuff Alec Bohm would not be good this good without Jason Ochart like there he would not be this good without what Ochart and and his staff is, is preaching down in the minor leagues and you're seeing these guys come up you know Moniac didn't look um, he didn't look great but like Moniac walked four times <laughs> and when his career minor league walk rate was like 5% like he never walked but you're seeing control the strike zone you're seeing these guys come up and they seem like they know what they're doing like just get that guy talent and let him go to work so um for anyone that's talking about the player development of the Phillies and talking about Alec Bohm and oh well that was a no brainer it wasn't. I mean, they got more out of Alec Bohm. Alec Bohm in his first first year. We all remember the infamous hands video, Jack. Yeah. yeah. We'll never forget it. Yeah, I got roasted for saying his hands weren't <laughs> in a strong position. I know. But they but they legitimately weren't. Like they, like I was right. I was right. And and they fixed that. He didn't have a professional home run in his first year in minor league baseball. That was pre O chart. And then they they got the most out of him. So um. Yeah. I mean, Ochart is a is a, a home run hire. I, that sounded cliche, didn't it? I didn't mean to say that. That was a little too cliche for me. Sure, you didn't. It buddy. was a home run hire. What a home run hire. Yeah. Um. Other things in my take. Real quick though. Really quickly. Can yeah. he teach Mickey Moniak to play defense too? Is that Mickey will be fine. Oh. Mickey will be okay. fine in the field. He's Just always check. been a good defender. I understand. Just it. Jack and it was, Jack. It, it has to be mentioned. It was a bad moment. We don't talk about I mean, it. That, one of the worst throws. And the, obviously the miss uh, the other night was bad, too. Oh, but the, I don't, that I that don't, throw was one of the worst throws I've ever seen on a Major League Baseball Yeah, game. I don't care about the throw because I'd seen enough bad throws on Sunday that I yeah. think that the Mickey okay. Moniak throw meant – like I was just dead at that point. Like it was like, whatever. I've seen. I saw Carson <laughs> overthrow like, Zach Ertz by twenty yards. So that uh, that throw right, meant what nothing. Else, what else you got in the take, man? Uh, dude. Like, 
what are the Nationals going forward? Like I, I've watched, I watched them that whole series. Like they might stink for a couple of years here. Like, like legitimately, Scherzer, Corbin, Strasburg, fine. I mean, Corbin actually might suck. Like, Corbin's like, had a bad year. Yeah, I mean, he's down to like eighty-eight miles an hour. I mean, they they really just they went all out for the World Series last year. I mean, yeah, like, I think they felt the effects of it. I, yeah. I really do. I think they just kind of broke down, which makes sense. But what's that? Juan Soto not breaking down though. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he is he is so good. It's unbelievable. Like, he he is just on another. I didn't watch what Barry Bonds looked like as a kid, but I'm assuming this is what what it was. I didn't watch Griffey. Like I didn't watch any of those guys. Soto's the first one. Like the season feels bigger than Trout. Like Trout came up and was like good at everything, you know. But just seeing the pure power and just being terrified of every Juan Soto at bat, like whew, dude's just different, man. I, and I, I honestly, like I, I, I love him. Like I. I'm a Phillies fan. I love the Phillies. Like I love Juan Soto. Like it's it's annoying to go against, but he's just unbelievable. But like, what is what is the, what are the Nationals? Like they they have Soto, Turner, Robles probably isn't that good. Like they they have a they have a big payroll they got to shed. Like we might be looking at a, a tough couple of years for those for those Nats. Like if Carter Keepum from your lips to God's ears, if, Jack. If Carter Keepum doesn't turn into something, like he doesn't look like he's going to. Yeah, that team might stink. I mean, Juan Soto's going to be Juan Soto, but that, that team might stink for a little bit. Um, uh, ba, 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 ba. Uh, how much does Didi get this offseason? Like, I don't think I don't think we have even talked enough about Didi. Like, yeah, uh, he's been the most consistent player on the team. I mean, I mean, Boehm since he's come up offensively for sure, but like Didi's been the most consistent player on the team. He leads him in RBI this year. He's got double-digit home runs. He's got like an 850-ish OPS at shortstop while playing great defense at shortstop. Like Didi has been all you could have hoped for and more. Def- I I think it's more. I mean, he he's had some weird defensive moments, but whatever. Bad like two eighty nine. Yeah, like, no. you don't expect that with Didi. He has a three fifty OBP. He's ten homers. Like, yeah, man. he's been great. Like he has been absolutely great. I desperately want them to resign him. I know, I know, I do too. But I just don't know. Like, does, would he take a two year deal, third year option? I, dude, I don't trust. I don't trust Fraud Middleton to get any of these guys signed in any situation. I'm just saying. I would love to have Didi here for an extended yeah, period. Yeah, I know, I know. But the, the not, not the nice thing, but the like Andrew Allen Simmons is a free agent this offseason. Uh, Simeon, so they, they they could do some things, but it's gonna hurt not seeing Didi here. Like I, Didi is a is a is a pure joy, and I just uh, yeah, I don't think we've talked enough about how just really good because usually Didi's like a streaky guy. He gets super hot, super cold, super hot, super cold, just consistently good all year. Consistently good all year with defense and leadership and um, timely home runs and really tough guy to strike out. So just a likable guy. Yeah, like he just comes off as a really likable guy. So yeah, I I literally could not agree with you more. So gonna miss Didi. Uh, well, they could resign him, but I I wonder if he gets like a four year eighty million dollar deal. Is there any chance he gets four eighty twenty million a year? No, I mean there's a chance. I think it's more likely it's like four, four 60. for sixty, yeah. four for sixty five, something like that, maybe. I wish I could find a way to bring him back. Like three, I do too. Yeah. Like I just said, I'm all in. Yeah. I love him. Love, um, love, love. That's all I have. So big, big weekend ahead. Like I'm big ne- weekend. Are, are you ahead. nervous? Right, so, so let's do this, Jack. Let, let's let's again what we always say: the the truism of this podcast. We will never lie to the high hopes listeners. Do you think the Phillies make the playoffs? No, I don't think the Phillies make the playoffs. I don't either. They're, I. 
I just don't. I just don't. I don't know how you could trust them. Is the point like to show up this weekend and you know? Yeah, yeah. And I hate the whole like the Rays. I don't think to play for. Like I just I'm, ner- I'm nervous. It drives me crazy. Yeah. Again, the Nationals had nothing to play for. Like how far do we have to go back to remember a series where the other team had nothing to play for and the Phillies lost three or four? Like just this past one. Yeah, it's I don't not know. That like, hard. Like this just has a lot of like what oh five oh six ish fives. Yeah. It's like they won eighty eight games and it wasn't enough. Um, yeah, so actually it feels more like last year, Jack. Yeah, that yeah, sprinkled in with eight teams. Um, and speaking of never listen, never lying to the high hopes listeners, um, it is it is your 40th birthday tomorrow, correct? <laughs> it's not. Stop lying. It is my 39th birthday tomorrow. What a birthday weekend. Watching the Phils try to make the playoffs. Does it get any better than that? Uh, look, Jack, it's been a long time. I was I was a, a youngin the last time I watched a, a, a birthday weekend, watching the Phils make the playoffs a long time ago. You were in your 30s. I know. Still am, Jack. Still am. You turn 40 tomorrow, pal. Proud of you. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Means a lot. We'll have to have a high hops together to yes, celebrate. Yes, 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 yes. Sounds good to me. High hops is, of course... Uh, Brewed and ready to be drank for this weekend's games at Four Fingers Brewing Company in Aston Mills, PA. Go out and try to talk Phillies with my dad. You will be severely disappointed. <laughs> he knows nothing about the Phillies. So Awesome. Uh, definitely go get some high hops. Rate and review the pod. Um, we will be back Sunday. Uh, whatever happens, right? I mean, you know. Whatever happens. Just don't make us sad. Just don't make us sad. Don't make us sad. We'll be here Monday. You know, Sunday, Monday. Probably Sunday, I think, with this weekend. Um, We'll see. Sunday or Monday. I guess I think if they make the playoffs, we will definitely be there Sunday night. If they miss the playoffs, it'll either be Sunday night or Monday. Is that fair? (laughs) And if if they lose and don't make the playoffs, it'll be Sunday night with many a beer. (laughs) Yes. Okay. I like that. That'll be the plan. Uh, either now, way, yeah. we will be talking yes. to you guys in a few days. Uh, hopefully, with good things to talk about. Go Phillies. He's Fritz himself, so we'll see you later. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.